All right, what is up? We are back for chapter six of The Remarkable Journey of Coyote Sunrise by Dan Gemeinhart. And we just got done talking. We had a really nice chat here in the classroom about um, kind of the big things that happened. Lots of doesn't want to say goodbye. Uh, Olivia mentioned that to us, that she has some issues with goodbyes. And we heard a lot about um, the weirdness that this mom had whenever she found out that Rodeo um, was her dad and they live in a bus. Ada and Tinsai helped us remember about that. And then we also talked about, um, obviously, the death of her mom and her sisters. So huge revelations in that last chapter. And also we're on the watch out for this idea that um, she doesn't want Rodeo to know that he's her dad. And we're like, what's up with that? So anyway, lots of questions now. Let's see what we get in chapter six. And before we start, let's get a hello from the A-Day kids. <laughs> we are here. We are here. Uh, chapter six. It was weeks later that it happened, and hundreds of miles away. It all started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, which I know for sure because I call my grandma every Saturday at noon, Pacific time zone, no matter what. And Tinsai and Mason are locking eyes with me right now because why? Yeah, what do you think? She has a grandma. So now we know she had a mom and sisters. They're dead. But she has a grandma that's alive, and she calls her every week. Okay, this is getting thicker. Rain or shine, no matter what, middle of nowhere place we happen to be at, I call her and we chat. Now, Rodeo wants nothing to do with cell phones and our bus don't exactly work with a landline, so obviously I have to be the one to call her, which means that every Saturday around 11 o'clock, I start keeping my eyes peeled for a payphone. Since everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket these days, payphones are pretty tough to find. You have to find just the right kind of gas station. Usually an old one with flickering lights and a wooden counter and dusty cans of chili on the shelves. If there's no payphone to be found, then I gotta start asking strangers if I can borrow their cell phone. It's not as tough as you might think, if you pick the right kind of person. Find an old lady with a nice face and smile and wrinkles all around her mouth as if you could ask her please and borrow a phone to call your grandma, it's a darn near yes every time. Say, excuse me and ma'am, and it's practically a guarantee. They just about fall all over themselves trying to snatch their phone out of their big old purse, and half the time, they end up showing you pictures of their grandkids. That's what I did on that Saturday when everything started going crazy. We'd driven late the night before, and I just reluctantly woke up from an afternoon nap, so I was dead on my feet and yawning when I managed to find a woman with a cell phone she'd let me use. Hi, Grandma, I said, plenty loud so the lady who'd loaned me the phone would know I wasn't scamming her. Hello, honey my best grandma voice right now. My grandma answered, sweet as an oatmeal cookie, oh, it's good to hear your voice. It was the same thing she said every Sunday, but it, was all, but it always gave me a happy little tingle. Where are you this week? She asked. Mm, hold on a sec. I covered the phone with my hand and asked the phone lady, excuse me, ma'am, where are we right now? You're outside of Naples, dear. The woman answered with a nod and a face wrinkling smile. Uh-huh, that's Florida, right? Last time I'd been paying attention, we'd been in Alabama. So, it's a fair question. And I see some folks here looking at the map behind me and reckoning about how far they've gone and where they're at now. 
you'll know that Florida is in the bottom right-hand corner or the southeastern corner of the United States. So they've basically run a diagonal, roughly, across the country, which is 3,000 miles or more. So they've really been going. Her smile flickered a bit and her eyebrows furrowed. Of course. Thanks, I moused. Then I turned around to get a little privacy. Naples, Florida, I told Grandma. How is it? Hot, I answered. I looked around. This gas station has showers, which is nice. Rodeo really needed one. Hmm, and how is your dad doing? Rodeo is doing all right, I answered, gentle but firm. I love my grandma something fierce, but she refused to call rodeo, rodeo. And not calling someone what they want to be called seems fairly indecent to me. Well, just as right as he always is. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that answer tells us something about grandma. She doesn't like rodeo. My grandma said she knew rodeo, so she knew what it meant. And how's little Ivan? Not so little, I said. I'd taken to sending pictures of Ivan to grandma from time to time like postcards. He's grown a ton since the last time you saw. He's not hardly a kitten anymore at all. He's tall and slender and regal and all kinds of smart. You'd love him. Grandma laughed softly in my ear. Yes, I'm sure I would, dear. Maybe someday you could come back this way and I'll get a chance to meet with him. And probably if you're like me, you're wondering what right now. Sam? Yeah, come back where? Where We just crossed the entire country. How could they not have found time to stop off and see Grandma? Something's up. It was what she said almost every Saturday, and just like every Saturday, I kind of had to dodge it. She knew as well as I did that that had never happened. Yeah, maybe. For now, though, I'll take another picture and get it in the mail to you tomorrow. Grandma sighed, and she didn't even try to hide it, and said, All right, dear. That would be lovely. I do miss you, though, sweetie, so much. She said that every Saturday, too. Her voice was getting that familiar, sad, wistful sort of flavor it always did, so I knew it was time to wrap it up. I took a steadying breath and blinked a few times, then rolled my eyes. Grandmas can be so emotional sometimes. Well, I better let you go, Grandma. It's hot as Hades here, and I know Rodeo's eager to get moving so we can roll down the windows and cool off a bit. All right, baby. Be sure to send me that picture of Ivan now. I will. I said, stepping back toward the old lady, waiting patiently for her phone. Oh, wait, honey, Grandma said quickly. I thought she was just trying to keep me on the line, and I didn't mind that one bit. I've got some kind of sad news about your neighborhood. My neighborhood? After years of driving around so aimlessly, it sounded weird to think of a neighborhood as mine. It sounded weird to think of anything as mine, except for a bus, a bearded weirdo, and now an exceptional cat. Yeah. Remember that little park at the end of the block? Of course. It had been five years since I'd seen it, but I didn't even have to close my eyes to picture it. Its picnic tables, rusty old swing set, and most of all, the corner of it that was wooden and overgrown and wild looking. Well, I'm afraid it's going away, dear, Grandma said with a click of her tongue. Everything stopped. Everything inside me, outside me. Everything inside me, everything outside me. My eyes locked on the cigarette butt I'd been eyeing, still smoking on the hot asphalt at my bare feet. My lungs caught in mid-breath. My fingers froze on the phone, clutching it in a death, in a death grip. I forgot about the old lady watching and pretending not to listen in, blurred out the sights around me. 
What? My question came out as a raspy croak. They're taking it out, the whole thing, she said, her voice regretful but casual, like it was no big deal, like it wasn't the worst thing I'd heard in maybe five years. They're putting in a new intersection, doing some sort of street expansion, so there are many new houses since you've left, much more traffic. Her voice droned on while my mouth went dry as day-old powdered donuts. All of it? I managed to ask, thinking of what little forest and thinking of that little forest in the far corner, that green-shadowed bit of wilderness that held secrets and memories and magic. Yes, I'm afraid so. When? I choked out. Grandma sighed. Next week, they've got it all roped off with bulldozers and whatnot parked and waiting. They put up signs giving notice. They'll tear it all out Wednesday. Wednesday? Grandma paused a beat. I think she was a bit startled by my panicked shout, but I wasn't in any state to be all that tactful or diplomatic. Yes, dear, are you all right? They can't do that. Grandma paused again. Well, they can, dear. No one's happy about it, but it is city property, and the city is growing, so I'm coming back, I said. I knew she was going to say that. And I'm not sure which one of us was more surprised by my words. There was another beat of silence, and in that pause, all the sounds around me came rushing back in the car doors and the brakes and the voices, but I didn't care. My eyes rose from the cigarette to Rodeo sitting on the steps of the bus fifty feet away, happily scarfing down a banana and petting Ivan on his lap. I knew exactly, precisely what he'd say, but I didn't care about that either. My brain unfroze, and for a second I thought about where we were, in Florida, and where that park was, way up in Washington State. Aha! That's north of Oregon, that's like way up there. And I calculated the miles in between and the hours between then and Wednesday, and I didn't care about that either. All that happened in that time, it took my grandma to, to suck in a quick, sharp gasp. <gasps> what? What did you say, dear? Her voice was surprised and startled and colored just here and there with something I hadn't heard in quite a while. Happiness. I took in a lungful of air and blew it out through my flared nostrils. I always flare my nostrils when I'm determined or terrified, so I flared them double right then in the parking lot. I looked down and stomped out that smoldering cigarette with the sole, with the bare, with the sole of my bare foot. I said I'm coming back, I said, looking back to the poor, unsuspecting rodeo sitting there with my cat. Then I said something I hadn't said in over five years. I'm coming home. Big revelations. Dan Gemeinhart, known for keeping the action rolling. Um, so, anyway, we'll see what happens next in Chapter 7, which is very, very short. It's all of a page and a half now that I'm looking at it. But anyway, thank you for tuning in and listening to our book. Um, again, if you like this book, check out Some Kind of Courage. It is wild. Anyway, signing off here from A-Day. Everybody's saying goodbye. See ya.